0: Well, hello. Good afternoon. It's really good to see you again this way, even though we can't see you, we're glad that you can see us. And um, before I go any further, I'd like to uh, let you know this is Dr. Rick Kozart. He's one of the counselors at a Future and Hope Counseling Ministry, and he's also the Director of Counselor Education here. And together we're going to be discussing some of the major concerns that we heard from you this past week as we invited you to email us and let us know about some of the ways that possibly we can help you. So we asked people to share with us, what are some of the issues that you're dealing with because of COVID-19? We heard many things, but there was a common thread to all of this, and that was that there's a lot of fear out there. We would call that anxiety or uh, worry, but it's all the same thing. And um, so Rich, I wanna hear from you a little bit about your perspective on fear, anxiety, and worry.
1: Sure, it, it's good to be um, with you today, Pat, and for all of you who are viewing, when we um, understand fear and anxiety, uh, the best is to see it as, I would say, first rational and irrational uh, fear. Rational fear is, is um, a real threat. It's actually uh, a gift to us. Um, When we're driving and we come up to a stop sign or a red light, um, we usually stop, and of course we should, um, because out of fear, we realize uh, if we don't, there could be um, severe consequences. So in that sense, uh, fear is a good thing. It helps us to survive. It helps us to avoid um, certain dangers. On the other Mm -hmm. hand, fear can get out of control, and it can become irrational. As we look at this pandemic and how it's affecting us, I think it's good to see it as, okay, how much of this fear is valid and good and protects us, and how much of it may be catastrophic, overblown, or irrational. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you know, again, that, that is a common theme that seems to be running through all of us right now. Uh, and, and we heard things, but I wanted to share with you some of the issues that came up that were shared with us. Uh, one person said, it seems that the biggest issue that we're struggling with is that fear of the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen to us in the future. Will we have jobs? Will our income and lifestyle have to change? Is our marriage going to survive this? And what's gonna happen to our kids? What's going to happen to this country and the national economy? And on and on it goes. Um, These cares and these concerns seem to be dominating all of our lives right now. And they're really kind of robbing us of that joy that we once had. One person actually shared with us that her son developed this severe negative outlook on life right now and he's become very anxious He's a senior in high school and he's wondering if he's ever even going to have a graduation. He said he actually uh, told his parents, and what about my future? Will I be able to even go to college after working so hard and studying to get accepted into a college? Um, Will I even have a career in my future or any kind of a normal life? Another woman shared that this staying at home has really caused she and her husband to become isolated from one another. She said it seems that there's so many things that they're fearful to even talk to each other about because I think they're afraid of creating um, more upset for the other person. She said it's actually created a huge chasm between she and her husband, and she's afraid that things are never going to be the same. She's afraid that um, things are going to change severely in a bad way for, her, for them as a couple and for them as a family. So what would you respond to these issues that people have raised rich
1: of course there, there are several different situations that are being described there i would address them in, in first of all in a in a general way by saying i i want to accept first of all um those things that are valid uh fears valid uh challenges that i have connected with this Uh, pandemic. So we want to have this this feeling where we try to normalize our emotions. We accept the realities um, that are there. And then the the next part is to make sure that we're rational about the fear. Okay, what are these things that are real? and, And what are the ones that maybe we're blowing up and that we're thinking catastrophically about? And then once we identify the, the real fears that are rational, that are, that are actually there, um, putting together, um, I would say, a plan to get through um, these particular challenges, whether it's um, homeschooling, um, whether it's um, about work, whether it's about managing our limited finances, or perhaps uh, being an encouragement uh, to those around us. So we want to we want to be careful about the the level of emotion, negative emotion that we're we're exhibiting and feeling, and yes, sort of balance that with my practical plan of how I'm going to work uh, through these problems.
0: Yeah, you know um, that that's really good. Uh, I think a way to sort of kind of oil it down for people a little bit and give them something that they can kind of hold on to rather than feeling overwhelmed by this. Um, Mm -hmm. I had another woman share that um, she has a 13 year old daughter and uh, she's obviously doing classes like many of the kids are right now on Zoom and she said she has a great fear that her daughter's not interested in Uh, doing school this way, and uh, she's mostly spending time on her phone. They've all got this sort of cabin fever going on, and she said that her daughter, uh, she's very concerned that her daughter's not learning anything in this way of learning, that for her, uh, the particular personality that her daughter has that just isn't doing it for her. And so she's kind of wondering at the end of all this, you know, is she going to have to repeat her, her this year at school? And you know that's a big question mark for many people. And she said that she's actually getting to a place herself, the mom, that that she's feeling very disheartened with all of it. And uh, she really actually got tearful as, as I was talking to her because she said, "I just don't know where this is going to end and how we will end up, how my daughter will end up." And so, you know, I, I suggested to her, and I want to kind of get your feedback on this because you know we both do a lot of counseling. Um, I suggested to her that she, you know, try to turn this around kind of a positive perspective. I said, you know, I know you're afraid and you've got a lot of fears that, you know, you don't want to burden your 13 year old with. I said, so why don't you approach her with kind of a sense of adventure about this? You know, let's do this together, she could say to her daughter, you know, let's sit down and let Mm -hmm. me help you with this. And let me kind of help you through your studies after you're out of your class situation on Zoom. And, you know, we'll, we'll do it together, we'll get through it together, and we're all done. And we'll do something special, just, you know, kind of celebrate that we got through it successfully together. So you could do that with her even day to day, that it may become something that she actually looks forward to, spending some quality time with mom and, and accomplishing something together that she doesn't feel so isolated and alone in this new kind of learning setting that she's in. What would you say to that, Rich?
1: Well, uh, Pat, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that's, that's spot on um, advice and counsel. One thing we need to be careful about is anxiety. If it's prolonged, it can, it can descend into depression. Yeah. We have to be careful about anxiety and prolonged uh, depression. One way that we combat that is trying to have as much as possible a, a normal life, maybe for ourselves, um, our families, which means try to have a normal routine where we have a regular have our regular sleep times, um, we get up uh, at our regular times, we go about our daily uh, routines of of uh, getting dressed, making our bed, cleaning up our rooms, whatever our routine might be, and then having regular hours in which we're, we're doing, let's say, schooling or chores at home or things of this nature and try to be and stay occupied with good things. And if possible, to actually get out of the place where we live, whether it's an apartment or home or a condominium, perhaps a dorm or whatever, and to get out for um, a few hours a day, get out in the sunshine, uh, get out in the outside, um, and to um, be able to have this, this routine and then until the day is over and we go back and we have our, our time of sleep. So a regular routine and including um, socializing, of course, that's gonna be very, very limited with the pandemic, but trying to connect with people uh, that we love.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point there, Rich, and that is kind of developing a routine, even though it may be a little different from your normal routine prior to the whole COVID-19 pandemic that you establish a new routine. And, and I think you're right, as much as possible to try to keep things as normal as possible on routine. I think all of us as human beings really do crave routine That kind of normal, the familiar, and knowing that, you know, at a certain time of the day, we're going to be doing classroom work if you have kids at home in that age group. Uh, Certain times of the day, we're going to be maybe uh, playing board games with one another or going out for a walk together or um, getting on Zoom or some other telecommunications and communicating with some relatives that maybe we haven't been able to. To go and visit, uh, and to really, you're right. Just establishing a routine so that people, especially kids and younger children, know what to expect day to day, hour mm-hmm. hour. That you know things look normal to them. You know, many uh, very young children, the parents are the center of their universe, and so they look to mom and dad. And if mom and dad are, you know, kind of looking positive and strong and not afraid, um, that you know it builds confidence in them. And we all know from a lot of research that's been done on this, that children really do thrive on discipline and an order in their lives. And so that does become a really important point. So what kind of tools, yes. I wonder Rich, uh, would you recommend to, to people in terms of, you know, dealing with some of their fears? Well, uh, there's many tools out there, many uh, resources, books, things that they could uh, avail themselves of. What Simple things would you recommend to people who are struggling with fear?
1: Yes, of course, there's a a lot of written and uh, media material for anxiety and things of this nature. I would say, um, just in terms of our our time here together today, um, to, uh, number one, assess your mood. Assess your mood. Um, I'll ask myself, zero to ten, ten being the happiest I've ever been in life. Uh, and zero being uh, the the worst I've ever felt, what is my mood level? And uh, assessing our mood level helps us to feel more of a power and and management over it. So if my mood level is, let's say, 4 out of 10, that's, that's somewhat low, obviously. And after I assess my mood level, the second thing is I ask precisely, what is it that is suppressing my mood? What is it exactly that I'm worried about today. And it could be something having to do with this uh, pandemic. It could have something to do with with money or health or relationships, something of that nature. And I try to choose the one that's causing me the most problem. And then I I attempt to evidentially, behaviorally, and practically address that problem and do the best I can uh, to correct it (laughs) <laughs> it's not correctable to accept it. And then I go on with my day. And that seems to lift my mood. Yeah. So, so I so I assess the mood, I try to identify the fear, address the fear the best I can, and or accept it.
0: Yeah, what what I'm hearing you say is really to to kind of tell the truth about it, sort of identify the elephant in the living room and and Mm -hmm. to skirt around it or pretend it's not there uh, to avoid it, to really sort of uh, challenge yourself to to be truthful and tell the truth about what's going on with you emotionally and, and kind of assess, you know, what is the biggest issue for me right now? And then, as you said, you know, Tell the truth, can I can I change it? Can I can I adjust it? And if so, what do I need to do? And that really just being kind of honest and, and sort of taking a very proactive approach to, to dealing with those things. Yeah.
1: Yes. And and no matter what our situation is, even in in the most extreme and dire circumstances that we face, we I believe can hope and be optimistic. About the future and realize that things can get better. So if we, or somebody close to us, are, are suffering in a very severe way during this time, let's see what we can do about it. and those things that cannot be done, let's accept those, and then be as optimistic and practical and hopeful. Uh, as we can as we can be, especially uh, for ourselves but also for those around us who depend on us for encouragement
0: yeah that's very good advice very good counsel rich and, and for you out there, you know um, as you can see on this uh, podcast we've put up our uh, our address, our phone number, our our, uh, website address, and the email address that you would use to send in any other questions that you may have. We truly appreciate you uh, giving us this uh, topic to talk about, fear, anxiety, and worry. And and, uh, we do have tools that we have developed. And so if you would like to send us an email or um, with questions that we can talk about in the future, topics we can talk about next week, uh, please feel free to do that. And if you would personally like to get some counseling to help you uh, through some of the rough areas that you're dealing with, we know that mental health is is a big issue right now with all of this. People are uh, kind of at, they're feeling like they're at the end of their rope, and, and the truth is you're not there is hope, there is future, we will get through this. And we wanna kind of leave you with that sense of, of hope. Uh, we can get through this together, but, but you do need to let people know that you need help. And certainly we are here to help you. So contact us, let us know how we can help. And we very much appreciate you tuning in with us today and, and look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless you all. Rich, you wanna say a few parting words?
1: Just good to be with you. We look forward to uh, future times together.
0: Great, Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye for now.
1: Bye-bye.